Welcome to the Soul Church Sunday Service Podcast. Heavenly Father, please would you speak to us now. We thank you for that truth. What we just read, I pray Lord it would be true for everyone here. These that they trust you. Lord, they receive forgiveness from you. And life, life to the full. Lord, open blind eyes. Lord, unbelieving hearts, Lord, touch them now. Lord, please speak through me. Give me the words to say. Jesus, be real to us now. And Lord, we do pray for Eileen, who's not with us tonight. Lord, we thank you for her life. Lord, that she knows you and loves you. Lord, we pray, Lord, please, that you comfort her at this time in hospital. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would do a miracle. And Lord, that she would uh, come home well. Lord, and we just pray, Lord, please, you give her peace. And Lord, save all her friends and family, Lord, that don't know you. Lord, please, especially Geraldine, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We live in anxious times, don't we? And on the whole, we are an anxious people. Uh, it's been a society for, for a number of years, and, and it seems ever more increasing and increasing. But I guess it's kind of understandable with a global pandemic and that we're so anxiety ridden. And I read online recently an article that said that um, a lady was diagnosed with the world's first case of climate anxiety. That she was crippled by dread over climate change. Well, I'm not sure what to make about that. But anyway, the truth is, if you go down to Devoldal or just around town in general, the vast majority of people hanging around in, on the streets have all got a prescription or two for depression and anxiety. It's commonplace, isn't it? More and more young people are being given prescriptions for anti-anxiety medication. And I expect there's a number of us in this room who've got similar prescriptions. We're anxious about life, aren't we? We're anxious about death. We're anxious about past events and traumas. And we're anxious about the future. Often we tend to think that our anxieties are either totally because of our circumstances, what's going on around us, what situation we find ourselves in. For example, we think, well, if only I had a better paying job or if I had a higher level of pit, meaning if I had more money, I wouldn't be anxious about money. Or if I lived in a different town with nicer people, I wouldn't have to worry about people starting on me. Or I wouldn't have to be paranoid about leaving the house. But the thing is, some of the poorest people I've ever met had the least anxiety about money. Some of the people with the least are the most content. And some of the wealthiest people I've ever met are the most anxious about money and life in general. Our anxieties often can be a response to our circumstances, of course. But it isn't totally dependent just upon outside factors. There's something going on with us. Or we go the other way. And we think that our anxieties are just phantom symptoms. Attacks of anxiety just overcome us. Unconnected, uncaused by anything. We think there's just something wrong with us. That we're broken. And while brain chemistry sure plays a part, it's just like if I, if I drink too much caffeine... Too many Red Bulls or too many coffees, I feel more anxious. Or maybe it's just the, 
my body mimicking symptoms of anxiety with that increased heart rate and, and the shakes you get from too much caffeine. The truth is, even if we can't consistently or consciously pin it down, our feelings and our feelings of anxiety are always connected to our thoughts and our beliefs. Sometimes they're buried deep and dark in the recesses of our brain, in the back of our brain. But our feelings are always related to our thoughts and our beliefs. And these are often triggered by our circumstances. I, uh, I used to suffer with panic attacks. I had panic attacks when I first started dating my wife, Emma. Now, it's not really anything to do with Emma before you all laugh at her. I was crippled by anxiety and I thought, I was, I was in that camp where I thought I was just being attacked. It's just an attack of anxiety. But the truth is, actually, when I was faced with the potential of this life-transforming, life-defying decision of going out with a girl and maybe marrying her, all the baggage and the trauma of my parents' dysfunctional and ultimately failed marriage was, was needed to be processed. So I panicked because I thought I was going to be just like my dad and ruin everything. And that was what was going on there. It wasn't, I wasn't just anxious. It wasn't, it wasn't out of nowhere. It was, I was think, believing lies, thinking about certain, having certain beliefs and thoughts in the back of my brain, which caused me to panic in a certain set of circumstances. And that's often what's going on. Often anxiety is so powerful... Because we feel so out of control. We feel so out of control. And our sinful nature, our hearts, naturally, we want to be in control. We desire, we're desperate to be in control. In this pandemic of anxiety that pervades our town and our streets, our homes and our hearts, what can we do? Where can we turn? When anxious thoughts multiply in your mind, when you feel yourself spiralling, and it's easy to spiral, isn't it? Really easy. Like, like vermin. You tolerate one little mouse of a thought, an anxious thought, and, and before you know it, the whole house is crawling with pesky thoughts and overwhelming worries. When we feel our brains are broken... What or who can make us whole? Where do we turn? And we're anxious. Now the good news is, the Bible has the answer. The Bible has the answer because Jesus offers us hope. He offers you hope in the face of overwhelming Anxiety, As the psalmist says in verse 19, he lays it out for us. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, I expect we can all relate to that, can't we? When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. It's Jesus, it's the Lord who's the answer. He is the one who can, who can console us. That's what it means, consolation. The one who consoles us, the one who comforts us, who gives us peace 
and calm. That same phrase, that same word, the consolation is used in Isaiah 66 verse 13. And it describes the comfort that Jesus gives being like the comfort of a mother. Or rather, the comfort of a loving mum is a little picture of the comfort that Jesus can give. There are times now that even as a big, hairy, grown man, that I, you know, uh, normally when I'm feeling really ill, when I just want my mum. Even now, I just want my mum. I want her to comfort me. I want her to soothe me like she did when I was a little boy. In war, and if you watch war films like I like to do, when men have had their bodies blown apart by shrapnel, it's their mothers they cry out for, isn't it? It's them they want comfort from. And I know that not everyone knows what it means to have that kind of comfort. Not everyone's mothers are a model of God's care and comfort. And maybe it's hard for you to understand or think about that way. But you get the picture, don't you? If you're not really sure, just watch tonight after the service. Just watch the kids here in church. And as they run about and undoubtedly one of them falls over or runs into a table or just gets the wrong side of me, you'll see them when they're screaming. They just want their mum. When they cry out the world's going to end, watch them as they're scooped up by their mum and the tears stop and the screams turn to sobs and the sobs turn to smiles. That's the comfort. That's a picture of the comfort that God can give you when you feel like you're screaming inside. When you sob at your pillow at night. When smiles feel far from your face. Jesus can be your comfort just like that. When anxieties rage like stormy waves in your brain and your heart races and your stomach churns, Jesus can bring you calm. Jesus can soothe your soul. The love of God. That's what it says, isn't it? When he felt like his foot slipped, when he felt like he was falling. It can be like that. When we spiral out of control, we feel like we just feel like we're falling apart. I say my foot had slipped. Your loving kindness, O Lord, will uphold me. The love of God shown to us in Jesus is the medicine that we need. So many of us feel so unlovable, feel like maybe God loves other people, the the good people, but not us. Not the screw-ups. Not me with all my baggage. But the Bible is clear that God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves you. He loves you as you are. Despite of who you are. Despite your baggage and your scars. It's like when one of my kids is ill in the night. And I had this when a child vomits all over themselves in the middle of the night. And they're screaming, crying. It's just upsetting, isn't it, when you're ill. And, and, and they know they're covered in sick. They know they're kind of gross. 
And as a parent, you don't, well, me personally, I don't flinch. You just pick them up, don't you, in their, in their vomiting mess and you squeeze them tight. And you comfort them. You rub their back, don't you? You know, and, and then you worry about cleaning the sick out of your chest there later. God loves you as you are. He doesn't want you to clean yourself up. He doesn't want you to make it right. He doesn't, think, he doesn't want you to get better before you come. Because the truth is that we are slaves to sin. We are trapped by lies and we're chained up by our mistakes. We're captive to the hurt that we've caused and the hurt that's been done to us. But Jesus, in his mercy and love, has made a way that you can know the love of God as you are. Jesus is the truth that can set us free. He breaks the power of sin on the cross. He pays the price that it demands and offers you life and freedom and a solid place to stand. A rock and a refuge. In Jesus we have that rock and that refuge. A safe place to go with with our sins and our mistakes. A firm foundation which we can build our lives. See, the lies of this world with all its broken promises leave us feeling unstable, don't they? Unsure. We're anxious because we, we, don't, we don't know what's left and right. We don't know what's good and what's bad anymore. Life feels like a slippery slope, doesn't it? But with Jesus, our feet won't slip. His truth, his love, his way of life. Given to us in the Bible, demonstrated to us who Jesus is on the, and how he died on the cross. Jesus means that we can be anchored and not left adrift, lost at sea. With Jesus, there is certainty and there is comfort. When you trust Jesus with your past and give him your future, you know he will hold you and keep you and that nothing can undo you. He's known you at your very worst. He sees your heart. He knows everything. He was there. He knows your thoughts. He became your sin on the cross. He took the price. He knows it better than you do. Nothing you can think or say, nothing you've done surprises Jesus. He's not going to reject you. He's not going to turn you away if you come to him. When you trust Jesus, you, you are trusting in the one who really is in control. We feel so anxious because we feel so out of control. And we desperately try and take control and, and make a mess of it and, and make it worse. But when you trust Jesus, you let go of all that. You're no longer trying to be God's. And you recognise the one who is God, who really is in control of the whole universe. Christ, the Christian life is constantly reminding yourself that God is in charge. And you don't, you don't have to be. That Jesus is in charge and, and you relinquish control and let him be in charge. With Jesus there is an answer to all your woes and worries. Anxious thoughts. Don't need to multiply. 
We have someone to go, we can go to. And we trust Jesus. We don't think that God cares. There's a story in the Bible that Jesus is, um, when, he comes, when he comes on earth, he comes a man, he's, uh, he's out with his disciples. They're crossing the Sea of Galilee, a massive lake, and uh, Jesus is having a nap. Just, he's, he's, been, he's been working hard, preaching, he's sleeping on the boat. And then a huge squall comes up. A storm. Wind, waves, I expect lightning, thunder, the whole lot, I guess. And the disciples are terrified. They're terrified, they think they're going to die, they're going to drown. These are, and these are fishermen. You know, these aren't, these aren't namby-pamby, you know, people. But you still sort of haven't got your sea legs. They used to being out in the water... And they're terrified. They think we're going to die. Because they suddenly feel out of control. Feel unsafe. Maybe you can relate to that. And it's telling, isn't it? They, they, they try and wake Jesus up. Jesus is just like, you know, he's just snoring. He, he's all right. He's in control of your mind, is he? Lord, Lord, wake up. Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? So often we're full of anxiety and, and we uh, so unwilling to go to God. Feel unable to go to God. We feel like he doesn't care. He doesn't care about us. And that's a lie. The Bible says, cast all your cares on him. He cares for you. He cares for you. Well, sometimes things you're anxious about aren't real. The Bible says that the lazy man is paranoid. He believes there's lions in the streets in Proverbs. He's believing lies and it's just nonsense. Sometimes the things we're anxious about are real, isn't it? The disciples are anxious because they're in the middle of a storm. But they had Jesus in the boat with them. And he could calm the storm. When we put our trust in him, when we cast our cares on the Lord, our anxieties can be evaporated. We can talk to the one who's really in control. But not only does Jesus follow Jesus mean that our anxieties can be removed, but they can be replaced. My anxieties multiply within me but your consolations are my delight. God comforts us and replaces anxiety with delight. Loads of medication can dull your senses. Loads of self-medication can dull your senses and make you forget, but maybe it brings the lows up so that the bottom isn't so, isn't so bad, but only Jesus can replace the downs with joy and with delight. Only Jesus can take that lie and bring the truth to bear. If you're filled with anxiety, stop trying to deal with it all yourself. Stop denying that you're out of control. Stop running away from God. Stop believing the lie that he doesn't care for you. He doesn't love you. 
that there isn't hope, there isn't forgiveness found in Jesus. And run to him. Put your trust in Jesus. And let his love, his love, when he loved you at your worst and loves you still, his love be your comfort and your delight. Far greater than any mother's love. Even the best of mothers is the love of Jesus. All-consuming. Overwhelming. And people often say, isn't it, that there's no love like a mother's. Even uh, the Cray twins said they loved their mum, didn't they? But the truth is, there are times when we let our mothers down. But we do things that even our own mum can't stomach, isn't it? I was watching a programme about the Pembrokeshire Murders, isn't it? And there's this, the guy's mum who shops in the end. Can't cope with it anymore. The monster her son is. Can't handle it, so she turns him in. Jesus' is love. Jesus' is love. It's the greatest love of all. He loves you despite of who you are. He knows all the skeletons in your closet. And yet he loves you still. He's died to make you right. You can trust him. You can know his love. You won't slip. You won't fall. Follow him. When your anxiety multiplies within you, look to Jesus and let him be your comfort. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you are the answer to all our problems. Lord, that your truth can break the lies, your death on the cross defeats our sin and our rebellion. Lord Jesus, please, for those who here who don't know you, for those here who are filled with anxiety, Lord, please, that they look to you and find comfort in you. Lord, that your love that is showed at the cross and overwhelm them. Please, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Soul Church Sunday podcast. We hope it helped you and blessed you. We'd love to see you on a Sunday, 6 p.m. in Neath Town Hall.